Hey guys, hope you're all doing well. Stephen Scullion here, documenting my journey, hopefully through the Tokyo 2020 Marathon Olympic Games. That'd be that'd be really really impressive that some of the listeners will have listened the whole way until that point. But plenty of training to do between now and then. Um, life to get through, and there's plenty of hurdles can come your way or whatever. So. One of the things I, I wanted to talk about today, I, I do get, I actually just put on Instagram, if you haven't seen, go have a look. I put up a picture from 2017 when I ran 217.55 for the marathon. Then I put up a picture of 2016 where I ran 215.55 in London, the really hot day. And then I put up a picture of 2019 where I ran 214.34 um let's see that's 214.34 is that's three and a half minutes quicker in under two years because it was london 2017 in um april and obviously we're in january of 2019 so it's just under two years um what did i say three and a half minutes faster so that's if i if i listed what i've done in the last two years to get three and a half minutes quicker I think it would scare the shit clean idea. Like it's been a really, I wake up today um I just had a nap. I, I, I pretty much nap every day at altitude. And um I wanted to think of a smart ass tweet that I could do today, waking up out of today's nap. I mean, I was wrecked. Like I crash. I wake up out of my nap most days at altitude and think, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like I am, I'm exhausted. I roll over like a zombie. I mean, sometimes when you nap at sea level, this happens too because you're just tired. And but at altitude, it's like you you really really crash. I think, and I don't time my naps. Like supposedly, there's like if you if you come in and out of different sleep cycles, you can crash a bit harder. But it definitely makes me think like this is a this is a tough life to choose to live. And and everything that I've done in the last two years. I mean, it's phenomenal. Like, I think I've averaged over eighty miles a week. Um, I think my most my most days off might might sit at around four or five, possibly, like in a row. Um, and just all the things I've added in. I, one of the things I read today was it was a it was actually an article on what do you do between what you do between five and seven in the morning will dictate whether or not you're successful basically and how successful you will be at what you do it's a tough one for runners because sleep is very important so you still need to recover you still need to make actually if i'm sleeping from 5 to 7 a.m i'm probably actually doing a good thing for running arguably um but one of the things in the article that struck me was it said you know you need to you need to reflect on like how well you've done or like your progress, where you are right now, where you've come from. And I guess this story, if you if you Google my name and you read, if you Google Stephen Scullion and you read the article, Irish Independent, um, walking home from a nightclub, um, mixed kebab on chip in hand, garlic sauce, I'm 83, 84 kilograms, something around that. And I threw the kebab in the bin i swear to god i just fucking throw it in the bin and decide i've I've had enough of this shit and it wasn't me it was walking i if i think back now 
three o'clock in the morning. I'm walking through Belfast city centre, the kebab in my hand. I probably just spent eight quid on that kebab. Doesn't bother me. Um, I I walk maybe fifty steps with it in my hand, and then I just throw it in a bin. And I and I walk probably walk home from the Belfast city centre. I can't really remember. It's about two miles. And I just knew like that. It, it, there was very, very, very fun times when I was partying and and with my friends and and there's a real like you know when you're when you're amongst a group of maybe ten guys and every one of them just sort of I don't know I guess we confused like I kind of got the impression that every one of them like and I was about to say they loved me to bits and like there was a lot of bonding and you know you felt popular and you got the text at the weekend hey what are you up to like come on out like we miss you blah 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 and I really liked that for the period of time that I did sort of party and stuff like probably mainly from May June of 2016 through to January of 2017 and but anyway this article sorry to go slightly off topic this article was telling you just to think about where you've came from and I really took myself from just just a standard bloke who was doing what every other bloke does, bits of work during the week, getting by in life, and then going out at the weekend. I was playing rugby, which still challenged me. Like the training sessions we did at rugby were tough. Like I, I it was far different. Like you 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 combine endurance and fitness with contact. Holy shit, like there were some nights at training and I was really knocked out, really gassed, like you had to do like maybe you were doing a press up, jumping up, sprinting across a field, another press up, jumping up, sprinting back across the field and then having to hit somebody in a tackle bag. Oh, I tell you, I had some headaches and cramps and everything like. Um, but anyway, I took myself from where I was in this situation where I, I don't think I was fully happy. I don't think I was fully satisfied, satisfied with what I was doing. And I and I don't think I mean. It's, it, I was about to say, I don't think I was reaching my max potential, but it's very hard to know what your max potential is. I think I've quoted before, I, I wouldn't have been inside the top 20,000 web developer in the UK. I think that's accurate. Uh, it's not because I'm bad. Like, I'm pretty bloody good at what I do. I think I make some bloody nice websites. But if I compare that to probably right now, being ranked in the top five, top three in the UK and in, in terms of marathon runners. Like if you put, I, I, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there that if you put the best marathon runners that the UK has to offer right now, and we race five times in a row, I'm in the top four or five every time. Because like, you've got like Mo Farah and you've got Callum and you've got Dowie and, but like in the last two years in terms of like who's been the most consistent consistently getting better consistently performing on the day no matter the weather blah 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 i'm doing pretty good um so i think i put myself in the top five um which is really which is really impressive you know like when you consider how good britain is britain was at marathon um, and ireland um yeah I, i definitely would would think we stand on a start line there's 15 of us it's all the best Ireland and Britain has the offer. I'm pretty sure four times out of five, I come in the top five in that race. I, I don't win. I don't win right now. I don't need to. But I'm, 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 that was one of the reasons why 
I think I'm on a better path now because at least what I'm doing, I'm really good at what I do. Um, hopefully when things get sorted here with Under Armour, I'll officially be able to call myself a professional athlete that um, gets paid to run. That's not the case yet. That hasn't been finalized. It hasn't been sorted yet. So as of right now, I'm a hobby jogger that self-funds, um, gets a little bit of support um, from Dublin Marathon, a little bit of support from Athletics Northern Ireland. Um, I am going to start getting support from Athletics Ireland in April. So that's quite nice. So things, things should change quite drastically. So I, I have a couple of things that I want to touch on. The, the main topic today I want to cover is race weight because a lot of people get in touch with me. And it seems relevant because... Like I, I put on my Instagram 2017, 2018, 2019, and one of the big changes is race weight. Like in 2017, I just made the comeback from rugby. And so I think 13 weeks of training and I, I probably lost about 20 pounds, but I still weighed like, I think I still weighed 160 pounds for London Marathon, whereas now I weigh like 100 and. I think for Houston, I was arguably 148. I don't weigh myself in the last four or five days. So I was probably about 148 the last time I sort of know that I weighed myself. Um, funny, I weighed myself. Let me go do it right now. This will be good fun. I weighed myself this morning and I was one. Actually, I'll just wait and see what it says now. Maybe it was lying to me. That'll be good fun. Um, so I weighed myself this morning. Yeah, okay, I'm 152.8 now. Um, so I weighed myself this morning, I was 155. I text Haas, I was like, oh, feck, 155. I'm never going to crack a barrel again. And crack a barrel is a heavy meal. And so for the last, like, two weeks since the marathon, like, I, I really let myself go a little bit on purpose. I, I still try to do the rehab. I, I've done the strengthening stuff. Like, feck me, my hamstrings are beasts right now. Like I, I turned a weakness into what will be a strength in not that long. Um, and that's just rehab every day, three times a day. Like the, the hours that I'm putting in is pretty crazy. Um, but it's what you got to do and it's what a professional would do. And, and that's how I've got to conduct myself. Um, but apart, like honestly, on the on the eating front, then I've just been super relaxed. It's just been like whatever, whatever I feel like eating, whether it's I've gone through big bags of cola bottles, big bags of teddy bears, you know, but it, you have to, like, you have to take a bit of time off. You have to relax. If you're super intense all the time, which I really am when I'm in season, then you're just going to burn out. I think, um, sorry, has text me there, but training tomorrow. Yeah, I think you'll just burn out. Um, so I try not to do that. Like I, I, of course I'm focused, um, which is great. Um, but yeah, just let me sort this. And um, we're organizing training for tomorrow morning. So like I, probably when I'm I'm four months out from a marathon, I'm like 85 to 90 percent focused. Three months out, probably like 90. Two months out, probably like 95. One month out to six weeks, I'm probably like 100 percent focused where I'm like on it. And we'll talk about that in a second. But then, of course, part of that is diet and race weight and, and all the rest of it. So. Um, so I I do want to talk about that, but the other exciting thing that happened today is I just booked um, a session with one of the one of the things I thought I could improve in America was uh, my physio setup. Like I I have a masseuse who's wonderful in Flagstaff, but I don't I don't really use a physio 
and now that I'm spending a lot of time in America, like a lot of time, um, probably eight months of the 12 months of the year I'm in America or more than obviously Europe in summer. But if I'm going to be here, then I need to set up a physio. So I, I emailed, this is a physio that guys, the best guys in the world, the Molly Huddles, the Shelby Houlihan's, Ben Blankenship, Hassan Mead, you know, this is, this is a guy that these guys fly across the world to go see he's called not across the world across america i mean they'll fly from eugene portland doesn't matter where they are in america they fly to see this guy especially before big races and and i mean they're you're talking about some people pay this guy ten thousand dollars just so that when they text him he'll find an appointment for them um i mean like they'll still pay for that appointment so the ten thousand dollars is just a hey like when I text, can you make sure you're available? And um, so I, I, I emailed the office anyway, and I got a reply. And gosh, like, <laughs> I think the initial consultation cost was $550. Now, when you're broke as feck, like I am, <laughs> you, you cannot afford $550. I, I didn't think it was going to be that much. Like, I, I mean, I knew it would have been like over a hundred pounds for one session, but I was thinking more like, like maximum 150 pounds but to think that it's 550 dollars which is like 400 pounds i just had to write back like oh which is really sad because i really thought that um it might be the next stage for me like when you go see this guy he's a bit like jared hartman um if anyone's ever heard of him paula radcliffe work with him and and i think there's a couple of things goes on if you're injured he can help you I think because I'm not injured, I think it's a great time to see him because he can see how my body is like healthy. And then if an injury did come up, well, he he hopefully ha would have a reference back to when everything was okay or well somewhat okay post marathon. But I also think what a role he plays in people's career is he like can correct. Like I played rugby, I played a contact sport. The first chiropractor session I got was probably like February 2017 haven't played rugby for five, six months. And, and he, like, there was whiplash in my upper back and shoulders and neck, you know? And, and so I have no idea what my lifestyle choices over the last, whatever, 10 years has done to my body physically. Um, and one of the things this guy does is watches you on a treadmill, treats you, puts you back on the treadmill, treats you, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so I think with me, if my big restrictions in Houston were physical, then I, I really thought seeing this guy could like open up my hips or groins or for all I know, my chest, my back, something he might be able to do that could either help my breathing, help me physically run faster, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I, I did email them back and say, no, <laughs> I can't afford that. That's far too much. And they, they got back to me and they, they, they actually halved the prices, which was really, really nice. And in fact, I think they cut the prices even further in half. I think the first session is going to be like $217 or $300 maybe. Um, I mean, I just explained that I'm not a contracted athlete just yet and um, that I, I do get some government funding, but that I really did think this would make a big difference. And, and so that was really kind of these guys to do that. I mean, really, really kind of these guys to do that. And I mean, I, I, I just think that it's the kind of thing if I break 210 or could, if I believe that I could break 210, but when you say that statement out loud, the, the thinking that goes into me is like, you know, it might take two years of really aggressive training and altitude all the time and 
and rehab and gym and and I honestly think it might take 120 to 130 miles a week and I just can't do that yet but it would be really sad to me that if seeing John I don't know that it is but if seeing John could be the the small difference that puts me on a better path towards that it would be really sad to me that it's just not affordable for me and at the minute it's kind of not but I believe I actually wanted to buy a GoPro. I was Googling GoPros today and Dublin Marathon had sent me over some funds and I, I had explained, you know, my next camp and my goals and, and they were really nice and, and I'm I'm so grateful for that. And they sent over some funds and I'm looking up GoPros and I'm thinking, like basically what the fuck are you doing? Like GoPro is amazing and I'm sorry guys, like it would be quality to show you guys some of the stuff I do and the and the rehab stuff and the the prehab and the activation stuff but let's be honest like that doesn't help me run sub 210 you know and so i i can't use my my funding from dublin marathon to buy a gopro so that i can help people um like with their activation and their prehab and you guys are just gonna have to google search that because i have to use my funds for so i'm gonna use the dublin marathon money to cover a few sessions with this guy john and and I'm really hopeful that that like pushes pushes things forward and um improves everything I'm doing. Maybe it improves my running technique a little bit, or you know, let's just wait and see. If I if I think about my aerobic endurance right now, having having just averaged over 80 mile a week for two years, I think like it's probably like if I'm talking about 110 miles being the kind of average mileage that might lead to a really good result. I'm really close to that, you know, like only being 25 to 30 miles off an average that I think would be incredible. And very few people would average 110 mile a week for a year. Very, very few. Um, I'm, I'm really close. But if I think where am I at with my physio work and my rehab stuff, prehab, gym stuff, I'm probably at like 15 to 20 out of 100. I, I couldn't do like I did like 30 seconds glute bridge yesterday and was like in agony, you know? So like, that's really weak. Um, and so, so this is an area that I think I need to use my funds and, and push my funds towards that. And, and then hopefully the two will meet in the middle whereby a strength improves. And as my running form improves, mileage will improve and, and the result will end up being faster. Cause I sort of think, I think there's still changes I could have made to my training to provide like a 212 result, let's say. But can you imagine if I improve the training aspect? I don't go the wrong way. So the mileage comes up to about 100 to 110, 15 to 20 miles a week more. The physio strength and um, running form has improved a little bit. You can see that all of a sudden you're not just relying on the extra fitness to run faster. You've got other things going on too, which, and I think that's really important. I think that's something I'm really good at. I'm really good at identifying areas that I can improve on, even, even as complex as it is for me, because I already work on so many things like, but there's always things I can change. And it's right now it's physio activation, rehab, strength work, um, and being religious about doing those. So I've now got the 19 minutes and 30 seconds and I haven't even spoke about race weight. So I want to go quickly into race weight and I'll kind of set it up that I can talk about it in more detail tomorrow because I really wanted to speak to you guys about John and, um, and, and I think that's a really exciting thing. And I, I can't wait to go. I think I'm going to see him on the 20th of February. So two weeks time was the first appointment and I just know it's going to 
change everything. And I think that's really important and really exciting. Um, so anyway, um, the the race weight. A lot of people have messaged me. Someone actually just messaged me today saying, "How did you lose twenty pounds and not get tired in training?" Um, I'd be I'd I've told some people not to worry about race weight, and can I be honest? Like the reason why I tell a lot of people not to worry about race weight is because like it's not that it's not important. It is really really important, right? So the best runners in the world are super skinny, super lean, no doubt. Right. So let's let's face facts. It's very, very, very important, extremely important. Um, but if you're talking about running performance, there might be a like like think of it as like if there's a big whiteboard and on the whiteboard, there's the eight things that's going to lead to you being better. Weight is only one of them. And I think everybody thinks that weight is the biggest one. And that's just absolutely ridiculous because how many skinny people do you know that don't exercise can run like none. Right. So it's it's it is important. But I think a lot of people message me and they talk about race weight. And I kind of get a bit sad because I just think like you have so much to work on before you even concern yourself with race weight. And trust me, when you work on all those other things, in my first camp, when I was like 84 kilograms and 13 weeks later, I ran 217, like weight, the more I focused on weight, the less weight that I lost. It, it just, it, if that's your concern, if your concern is dropping weight and by dropping weight, you're going to run faster, it you, it won't work. Like it, it doesn't work like that. Um but over the last two years, I've still lost about 40 pounds or something ridiculous, like maybe 35 to 40. But I promise you that it's from being disciplined. Like the more, the better I've got has worked hand in hand with discipline. The more discipline I've had, the better my results have got. The the Probably the better my eating has got. Like I'm actually due to talk to a nutritionist again. Like I told you guys, it was one of the things I wanted to work on and I actually just got a text from the Sports Institute to say that somebody from Sports Institute Northern Ireland would be contacting me about nutrition and uh, maybe they're listening to the podcast. That's a bit scary, isn't it? Um, But look, race weight, let me go back to it. Someone messages me and they say, hey, Stephen, I'm, I'm roughly this weight. I don't think I'm the lightest I could be. Like any tips on how to get to race weight? And I don't even fucking want to write back. Not because like... Not because I don't care. And I write back to a lot of people and, and I really try my best to reply to everybody. But honestly, I just I just get angry because I look at the person on Instagram and I think you're you're skinnier than I am. You know, um, I <laughs> that's that's what I'm thinking. You know, I'm thinking like, gosh, you're you're actually skinnier than I am. So like what what's the deal? I think it's just became an obsession you know um with race weight and i and i think to myself you know like this is a guy that could run more could work on gym stuff could work on prehab stuff could work on the activation stuff could plan their year better could go to altitude could sleep better i i could name 50 things that this person could put in place first and and probably by putting all those things in place and eating similar to what they are right now the race weight might improve slightly. 
but the race result will only improve slightly. I ran 217.55 in London off 13 weeks of training, having taken eight months off, not because I was like Stephen Scullion, 148 pounds, elites, like as lean as I've ever been, blah, blah, blah. I ran 217 because I trained my fucking ass off. I did weights, I did like up to, I did over, I, I nearly averaged more mileage in that camp, that 13 week camp, than I have to date, than I did for Houston. I had more, my, I had more weeks above 100 miles in that camp than I have in any camp since. I trained really hard. Um, and, and that's what led to 217, not, not some magical weight, race weight figure. And it's the kind of thing that, I don't mean to separate elite sport here from mass participation, right? But it's such a minor, minor difference. Like, I honestly think losing 10 pounds, which is quite a lot, or let's say 6 to 8 pounds, so like half a stone, I, I don't think that's the difference of me running like you know, 212 instead of 214. The difference, the difference between running 212 and 214 is more training, <laughs> more mileage, more volume, more, more intervals at good spaces, right? So, uh, good speed, sorry, not spaces. Um, if I can run more, more intervals per week at 505, five minutes, 505 per mile and not break down, better marathon. Um, but this is where I'm going to say I'm not going to be a hypocrite because race weight was, is a big focus of mine. Um, and so it's not, I'm not trying to contradict myself. I'm trying to say there might be 50 other things that you need to work on and race weight can be one of the 50, but Honestly, work on everything else first. This is how this is how it works for me. When I come back to camp, I eat very generously. I eat whatever I want. I eat as much as I want because I'm a lazy eater right now. So I actually need to like work on that. I need to improve on how much I'm eating during the day. Um, and and that's probably why I got sick quite a lot of times in this last buildup. But when I come back to camp, my main focus is training. How do I, what is one of the things that will help me build two months of good training? Eating a lot, fueling myself, fueling more than I need. If I feel more than I need, that's not the reason why I'll break down. I might break down for other reasons, but I won't break down through mal malnourishment. And that's really, really important. Um, two months out from marathon, actually six weeks out from marathon, Houston, I was already race weight. This was a big concern when I came home and I told everybody this. Um, I told everybody that, look, like I, I was telling the physio that I was actually at race weight like four or five weeks out and race weight that I thought I should race at. And he was like, you know, this is probably why you were getting sick. Like, this is probably why you had three sinus infections, because you were probably malnourished, which is why you hit race weight five weeks to go. And he said, if one of our boxers hit race weight or like fight weight more than like a week out we'd be very concerned we'd know that we made mistakes um so that was interesting but anyway so i was telling him and one of the big focuses now for this camp is i, I don't care if i gain four or five pounds doesn't matter but usually 
usually four, five, six months out from a big race, the focus is not race weight. The focus is fueling training. Like it's a bit like weightlifters bulking in winter. You know, they're not, they don't care about being lean. They just care about bulking. They just care about. So think of for me right now, I'm thinking it as like the training that I'm doing is bulking. I'm, I'm bulking my volume. I'm, I'm bulking the gym stuff. I'm bulking on a Monday. You might find come probably next week or the week after my Monday might be something like eight miles in the morning, six miles that night in a gym session. Um, I think we're talking about Tuesday being 12 miles and four miles or maybe 14 and four. So like we're just going to be doing back to back pretty big days. And the only way to get through that without breaking down, fuel it. Um, if I'm still losing weight, I'm actually going to be pissed off. I'm going to be like, like, I just, I'm going to have to eat more, which is going to be like frustrating because I already try to eat a lot. Um, okay. Two months to go, six weeks to go. Then I'm checking my weight. Then I'm looking to say, okay, could I, can I improve? Like, what what is my race weight? So, um, my race weight is 148 right now. Um, so I'm sorry, has is distracting me. So 148. Um, I'm looking. So I get on the scales. It's it's two months to go to a race. Um, I get on scales, I see where I'm at, and I probably think, feck. Um, one of the easiest ways to help your race with is to plan plan a bit of a race four to six weeks out. And so I do that, or at least plan it in there to maybe exist, because then I probably start to lose some of the puppy fat and puppy weight that I've been carrying, because I'm thinking, shit, I don't want to stand on the start line six pounds heavier than race weight. And that sounds like nothing, six pounds, but... Actually, for me, that that can be the difference of the like mental edge thinking like, boom, I nailed that preparation to you were just being a little bit off with your discipline. And so you were a bit heavier going in. And that's all the difference really is like um, to think I only ran three and a half minutes quicker. I've trained for two years, a lot of that at altitude, a lot of new gym stuff, a lot, a lot going on. I've ran. uh What's my PB? 28.30 for 10K. I don't think I could have ran 31 back in 2017 when I was making that comeback. And I've only ran three and a half minutes quicker over the marathon. And I've lost 162 down to 148.14 pounds, is that? Yeah, another 14 pounds. Unbelievable. So I don't think weight, weight plays a role. But for me, it plays a role in terms of discipline and psychology and just feeling ripped on race day or as ripped as you sort of feel you can be. Um, I, I don't really think I've helped you guys here with race weight. I'm telling you that I think it's really important because I think it is. Um, if you're, if you're trying to break three hours for a marathon, let's say, and you know that you drink too much beer and you eat a lot of pizza at the weekends and takeouts and, um, and and so then you struggle with motivation at the start of the week. That's where it could be important. Le- less about the fuel, less about, sorry, less about the actual weight and maybe more that by being more disciplined and making smarter choices, you just wake up Monday morning a bit more motivated to do what you're doing. And And I think you'll believe in yourself a bit more because your discipline improves and you'll just feel invincible because once you're, I swear to God, once you're disciplined, 
that you'd really do feel an air of invincibility because you, you because it's you because we are in control of everything that we're doing some people aren't in control of everything they're doing because they're not disciplined but once you're disciplined and you can make the right choices having that power to be like it doesn't matter who tries to peer pressure you into anything even your own brain once you're self-disciplined and you know that you'll just be like nah that doesn't work for me nah doesn't work for me going out this weekend i'm racing in four weeks time nah doesn't work for me ordering pizza chinese food whatever i'm racing in three weeks time discipline is beast mode um and i think that's really important but race weight i've just kind of came to a natural race weight back in portland 10k not when i ran 2830 sorry when i ran 2830 so it was june of last year i was actually really worried that the reason i might run bad is because I over-focused on race weight. And I think I did the exact same for the European champs. So my my Portland 10K, for three weeks, I had pretty much less carbohydrates for dinner and just veg and meat. And I sort of thought that that would help me lose weight, and it really did. Like, And then I kind of got a bit obsessed by it, that every night I was just having roast vegetables and meat. It was absolutely delicious, don't get me wrong. But... I remember feeling super lean, super skinny, and I thought, you know, it'd be a real shame if the reason I ran bad is because I got sick through, like, not eating enough or blah, blah, blah. And then I got away with it, and so I did that in June, and I think I ran really well off it, and then, and then I did it again for the European champs, and if anyone's seen me at Berlin European champs, I was really, really skinny, um, super lean, and and. I just felt a bit like like I didn't have any drive, like I didn't have any power. And and weight was about the only thing I could work on because I had a groin injury. So I, I tend to, I probably overcompensated by focusing a lot on weight. Um, but the reason I'm saying I don't want to be a hypocrite is because it is one of my focuses. But so are like, so are like 50 other things like foam rolling, napping, my nutrition that needs to improve, my gym stuff, my rehab, being at altitude, planning my travel around races so that it's 48 hours before altitude, planning my day before a race so that it's absolutely optimized and non-stressful. And if I'm flying, booking a hotel the night before the flight so that I'm organized and I don't have to travel to the airport that morning. If I'm flying from Phoenix back to the UK, I'm, I'm, I stay in Phoenix the night before so that there's no stress that morning so that I can train that morning. Um, I I focus on a lot of things. So, yes, I do focus on weight. Yes, I think it's important. But I think there is 50 other things that you can improve to help your performance alongside weight. And if it's your primary focus, then sometimes I don't even think it improves because you end up just – it just overwhelms you. And improve discipline. And the minute you improve discipline, your 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 weight will improve if it needs to improve. Honestly, some people that message me about their weight and I go look at their Instagram and I think you're literally skinnier than I am. And I think like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> if you have to lose weight, then I'm fucked. <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, guys, sorry. Sorry if I didn't. I don't I don't know. I was trying to help with the weight thing. I was trying to encourage that. Yes, it's important, but. So are lots of other things, and it, it's the it's the training that's going to make you better prepared for a marathon. I promise you. Like, if you want to lose weight, just get really sick, 
and lose lots of weight and don't do any training and see where that gets you. You know, it's not, it's not going to help. You're not going to run well. Like you're just going to, you're just going to be lighter. And, and what's the point in that? Um, so training first, fuel training first, get the big block of training done, get the main training done. That's going to help you run the result that you want. And then if at the end you have a little bit of time to spare and, and you improve that discipline and that discipline means you're going to skip the takeouts for a couple of weeks, you're going to skip sweets, you're going to skip beer. Yes, your weight will probably come down naturally itself. Um, so there you go. Sorry, it's a bit of a longer podcast today. A locking on. Jesus, 36 minutes. But at least I, I didn't do any yesterday. So maybe I had more to more shit to talk about. So yeah, and sorry about the GoPro. Um, sorry, I have to favor and and I, I mean I I did on the on the Ko-Fi page that I make I did sort of suggest that it's something I would um consider doing but I mean I I I've had like some some people support me and that's been amazing but obviously nowhere near the price of a GoPro so I'd be totally paying for it out of my Dublin marathon budget which um. Yeah, I don't think that can afford a GoPro. Um, I think that has to pay for physio. But look, guys, have a cracking day. All the best. Catch up soon. Bye, bye, bye.